بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ والسلام علی اشرف الانبیاء والمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وآلہ وسلم تسلیما کثیرا کثیرا فما بعد مائی برادر سسٹرز آئی واز ٹاکنگ اباؤٹ دی ایشو آف پیرنٹنگ اینڈ ہاؤ رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ٹاٹ پیرنٹنگ ٹو ہز صحابہ رضوان اللہ علیہ مجمعین بائی ٹیچنگ دیم ہم سیلف اینڈ دے ووڈ گو ہوم اینڈ دے ووڈ ٹیچ دیئر چلڈرن The son of Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas says that our father used to gather us together and he would talk to us and tell us about the ghazwat of Rasulullah The seerat of Rasulullah the biography of Rasulullah was on the tongues of, 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 of his sahaba. When they gathered together, they would talk about the life of Rasulullah how he dealt with challenges in his life, how he dealt with, uh, with, with whatever happened in his life, what kind of decisions did he take. They did this. They did this formally like you would do in a classroom. They would gather their families together and they would talk. The Sahaba, their children learned Quran from their parents. They didn't go to a madrasa to learn Quran. They did not even come to Islam to learn Quran. Some of them came and they would be, they would be uh, sent to some of the Ashabu Sufa. And in the case of the, of, of the women, some of them would be taught by the Ummahatul Mumineen, by, by our mothers, the, the wives of Nabi Sallam. But the vast majority of children learned Quran from their parents. Now my question to you is, do you teach Quran to your parents, to, to your children? And if you tell me, well, I don't know how to read Quran properly, well, this is... The time to learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. I am 66 years old. Alhamdulillah, I read Quran perfectly well. But I am taking classes on perfecting my recitation and getting rid of the mistakes which I make. And believe me, we all make. We all make. If you think you are perfect, let somebody, tell somebody else to record you when you are leading Salah. Unknown to you. And then play back that recording and watch the usul of tajweed and you will, I can guarantee you that you will, make, you, you will be making mistakes. Everyone, all of us do. Because somewhere our thought wanders. It's not that you don't know the rule. You know the rule but it doesn't happen. In some cases it may be because the, the, your tongue doesn't turn and so on, you know, older people and whatnot. But I am learning. I am learning to recite Quran from our dear brother and sheikh. The uh, Imam who comes for Tarawih here in, uh, in, in West Springfield, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh and Hafiz Abdullah Al Khalti, Hafiz of Allah from Morocco, he's teaching me and I learn. The reason I'm telling you this is because there's, not, there's no shame in learning, there's no age for learning. If you are 100 years old and somebody teaches you something, Alhamdulillah. So if you are not teaching your children Quran because you don't know, this is the time to learn. doesn't matter how old you are. This is the time to learn. You learn and teach the child. Even if you have an ustad, even if you have a teacher to teach your child, you sit in that class also. You also sit in that class. You also enroll, formally enroll in that class as a student and sit in the class. Don't worry about how can I sit with, with a whole bunch of 10-year-olds and 8-year-olds. No problem. Sit. Good for the nafs. Good for us to be humble. 
this is the way to go and you know why navi sarasan did that because that is the most beautiful bond that can be formed between the child and the parent i remember somebody sent me may allah bless all the people who send me good videos may not not the junk of uh, whatsapp but somebody sent me a very beautiful video of this uh, sudani father and little son the son must have been about maybe you know 8 years old or something like that from from his height and the father uh, is uh, is is the is the father is 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 a hafiz and he is the teacher of the son and they are both walking on the beach with the waves uh, washing their feet and the son is reciting while he is walking and the father is listening to him and once in a while the father corrects him what a beautiful bond and what a beautiful relationship that must be think about that when that child grows up every time that child is reciting the quran he has his father's face in his mind because that father is his teacher you know i keep talking about tahajjud right i keep talking about the importance of tahajjud and when i'm dead if you want remember me think about me as the one who used to talk about the importance of tahajjud i learned that from my father and i learned it from him without my father telling me one word about it he never said get up and pray tahajjud never not once in his life but i remember as long back as i can think every morning the same ritual in our house around 2:30 3 o'clock in the night we would hear the sound of the metal bucket in the bathroom in those days we did not have hot and cold running water we didn't have geysers we didn't have there was no plastic can you believe it there was actually a world without plastic so buckets were made of metal of gi galvanized iron so my father would draw the water and he would put the bucket on the on the floor of the bathroom stone floor so it would make a clang and he would drop the handle of it he would make a bigger clang he would make wudu and then he would pray tahajjud and when he finished the tahajjud he would read quran and then when the when it was time for salatul fajr he would come and he would put on the lights in the bedroom and he would say salatu khairum minan naum salatu khairum minan naum namaz neend se behtar hai namaz neend se behtar hai Salah is better than sleep. Salah is better than sleep. And then he would, you know, add the other goodness where he would take the blanket off us. He would pull off the blankets. I mean, at that time, we obviously, you know, we we hated that uh, that whole thing of waking us up so early and pulling the blanket off. But there was no. there was no alternative it was not as if you were given a choice there was no choice you had to get up for salatul fajr and pray by jamaa so we would make wudu and again as i told you no hot and cold running water so we had, we used to make wudu in cold water and hyderabad used to be cold in the winter and i would call the azan my father would lead salah and we would pray behind him we lived very far from the masjid so we could not go to the masjid so we prayed but we prayed by jamaa at home this is tarbiya my mother taught me to read the quran 
she would sit with a the, we had a, a big book the Quran was was a, was a big mushaf with a green background and and black writing my mother said it feels cool on the eyes to read from a green page so she would sit with the Quran in the rahal and I would be there and I'm talking about when I was maybe five years old and you want to make a five year old sit and read a whole page not doable but my, my mother never forced me so we would start and she would say Zorsabotos she would say read loudly she would say the, tree, the trees are because we had a house with a garden so we would she would sit in the room where the door opened and there's a garden outside so she would say the birds will hear you the trees will hear you and they will bear witness for you on the, on the day of judgment she's talking to a five year old so I would read and then I would read maybe one line, maybe, you know, not even, maybe not even a full ayah. And then I would get up and, and run off. She never called me back. She never said, don't go. She never held me. But she also never left that place. She would sit there and she would be reading. So after I ran around for a while, I, I, have to, I was, you know, very hyperactive. So after I ran around for, for a while, I, I guess I used to feel guilty. So I would come back. And she would not leave that place until I read one page. <coughs> now I remember, now I, when I recall my parents, both my parents, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and fill their khubur with nur and make their khubur into, into gardens of Jannah. Neither of them knew tajweed properly. So their recitation was not the perfect recitation, was not a perfect recitation. But it is for my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu to accept the recitation of his slaves. What they had in their hearts was the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they inculcated that into our hearts. My mother taught me, when, when I, now when I read Quran, again as I told you, I am learning. Alhamdulillah, I, I, I have learned before, I am learning now again. And may Allah continue to make me learn till, that, till the day I die. But remember, think about when I recite Quran, it's my mother's face in my mind. It's my father's face in my mind when I'm praying tahajjud. Parenting is a conscious exercise. It won't just happen. Don't think that your children will come out as pious Muslim individuals just because you are pious. No. They will not. They may not. They will be pious if you spend time with them. So even if you are doing religious work and you are traveling for that or you are engaged in doing that work by yourself and you have farmed out your children to some school or something, please unfarm them, bring them back, teach them yourself. They are your first responsibility. Allah will not ask you, why did you not teach such and such a student? But Allah will ask you, why did you not teach your own son, your own daughter? I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be Give us a tawfiq to do that which has leverage and that which has benefit and that which will help us in this dunya wal akhirah. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyil kareem wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatikar wa rahimin.